Good morning, good morning. I hope you're feeling fine. Hi, kids. <laughs> Welcome back to No Disclosure. Yeah. Uh, we, we missed a week, which is very rare. It's a rarity. That doesn't happen often. Oh, hold on. I forgot to turn on my uh, on-air sign. There we go. We can't be on-air until I turn on the on-air sign. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> I don't even know why I started recording. But yeah, we missed the episode last week. Got all the technical stuff worked out. Got all of it going, and we're back recording the podcast again. Yay! So, join me. Hmm? This <laughs> Welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, Prevail Guitar Works, and Asylum817.com. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's going on in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things are in, no disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it, do it, we do best, and have a little fun. Hmm? Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. Ooh, and let's begin. So, uh, <laughs> my throat's a little fucked up this morning. So since um, we got everything uh, back working again, my computer completely took a dump. Word of advice, kids. Uh, if you're going to buy a custom-built PC, make sure you get one with a return policy or a warranty. Yeah, I know. Send hate mail my way. That was dumb. Because, uh, you know, another computer, $600 later, uh, among other things, we're back up and running again. So, yeah, don't ever buy anything without a warranty. It was a good computer while it lasted. Piece of shit computer. I'm going to miss you. We had a good time. I would say good times, but you lasted less than a fucking year. So wherever you're going, whatever afterlife you're headed to, I hope you fucking die again in the most horrible way. I hope your power supply sets you on fire because you were a cool computer but just like most of the women I've dated in the past, you look good, but inside, nothing but bullshit. Okay, so here we go. Hey, I'm gonna play taps over that. So, <laughs> so uh, first uh, thingy here is from ABC News. Apparently, three people were shot at a barber shop after a fight between two men over who won a foot race a month ago. Okay, <laughs> three people have been shot outside of a barbershop following an argument between two men in their 40s, allegedly over who came first in a foot race over a month ago. What, are these guys 10 years old? <laughs> Seriously? The incident occurred at approximately 3 p.m. on Saturday, July 10th in Northeast Houston when the Houston Police Department received a call regarding a shooting involving several victims outside the Mean Cuts Barbershop. Mean Cuts Barbershop. K-U-T-Z. <laughs> I like it. Creative. That made the article worth reading. According to NBC News, Houston station KTCABC. Uh, there were two males that were arguing outside the barbershop. Here 
over who ran who ran a, a race faster. Who ran a race faster? Who ran away faster? <laughs> Said Houston Police Department Assistant Chief Wendy Bainbridge told KTRKABCDFG in a short press conference following the shooting. So at that point, one of the victims started walking away from the argument. The suspect shot him twice in the shoulder. Oh, okay. So um, one of them at least realized that this is like sandbox shit, right? But uh, apparently the other guy's a psychopath. Two innocent bystanders who were inside the barbershop at the time were also struck in the shootout. One was shot in the rear end. Well, I can't make up this stuff, guys. I, I can't. If I wanted, if I sat here and invented, like, the stupidest news I could think of, why? I mean, what, what, would, we do, what would be the point? Might as well just read the, the actual weird news. I could never think up this shit. Yes, one was shot in the butt, while the other... <laughs> Was shot in the arm. Uh, I shouldn't be laughing at this point, but they're both okay. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so if you're gonna, if you're forty years old and you're having a foot, if if you and if you're challenging people to foot races, maybe you need to go talk to your therapist. Number one, and number two, if you find yourself in a foot race with another fucking forty year old, make sure. It's, uh, you know, not with James Herberty or some other psychotic piece of shit that's going to, you know, shoot you in the butt and, you know, if, for losing said foot race. This is stupid. It's <laughs> one of the dumbest things I've ever read. Uh, I feel dumber after reading that. See, I think my IQ went down a bit. I see, I'm trying to raise my credit right now. Me and Eli, uh, me and Eli, <laughs> me and Cassie, wow. Are trying to buy a house right now. So, you know, our credit kind of sucks. So they won't give us a loan, which is hilarious to me. It's like, hey, you know, we got $30,000 in the savings account, but the bank says, no, we won't give it to you because I don't think you can afford a house payment. It's like, really? I get it, though. They're doing their job. So, I mean, we, we can't get a loan for a house because our credit sucks. So we got a couple of those secured credit cards, you know, just to bump it up and get the credit back to where we, we need to be. And I completely lost my train of thought. Why am I talking about credit? Oh, my God. Do I have, like, a brain tumor I don't know about? It's gone. It's gone. Why did I start talking about that? <laughs> Shit. I actually had to cut there and find out what I was trying to say. <laughs> that Wow. Okay, but I guess what I was getting to, that whole thing, was just to say one joke. Was, I wonder if there's a way to Reddit. This is basically what it was. Uh, it was going to lead into this joke about, I wish there was a way to raise IQ like to raise credit. I I know, I, I'm hearing crickets too. Not all my nobody bats a thousand, okay? Not all of our jokes are fancy. I know, that was lame. So let's continue on. <laughs> so let's continue on to something cool. A uh, <laughs> move. <laughs> there is a, uh, this is this is the coolest thing ever. There's a troop of Kiwi kids in Hawaii. A, their mom named all three of them, Metallica, Slayer, and Pantera. How badass is that? <laughs> so there's a kid, there's a troop of kids in Kiwi looking to take the title of most badass family names. Journalist David Ferrier, it's F-A-R-R-I-E-R, -R -R, but you know what? I'm going to church it up. It's not Joe Dirt, it's Joe Dirte has revealed that he has uncovered details of the Kiwi mom who named her children Metallica, Slayer, and Pantera. 
Yeah! <laughs> Your mama's cool, boy. Proud to report that a New Zealand mother has named her children Metallica, Pantera, and Slayer. She told me it's not easy it's not easy raising three of the heaviest metal bands. Yeah. Your mom's awesome. <laughs> in a series of tweets, he shared details of his discovery, which he has laid out full in his web norm newsletter. Ferrier claims to have seen the birth certificates who show that Metallica was gifted the legendary middle name of Justice. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's the coolest mom ever. I reached out to the Register Journal himself, asking if there are any restrictions naming babies after band names or albums. He quoted Register General Jeff Montgomery said, There are no restrictions on naming babies after bands or albums as long as the word used is not generally considered to be offensive or does not resemble an official rank or title. So, no naming your kids KISS. Uh, Ferrier suggested that the kids should be given tickets to the band's gigs for the rest of their lives and said, <laughs> yes. He reached out to the metal legends. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, your mom's kind of cute, too. Okay. I like everything about this story, actually. Damn. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. She's a metalhead. Ooh, Nelly. I like this story. It's my favorite story I've ever read on his show. Last year, <laughs> nearly a quarter of baby names declined by the Department of Internal Affairs featured the word royal. Why? That's weird. The Registered Journal of Births, Deaths, and Marriages 2020 rejection list showed Royal Lati, Royal Blue, Royal Rain, Royal Tea, Royalty Rain, Royal Blue, Royal Witchies. Not I made that last one up, not Witchies. Are among the 44 names shot down. The guidelines make sure names don't cause offense, are of a reasonable length, and don't resemble an official title or rank. Huh. Nobody tried to call their newborn COVID. <laughs> but it would have been rejected anyway in case it causes offense. Uh, that is cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, kids, you have the coolest mom in the world. Take care of that woman because we don't all live forever and the world's going to be a little bit of a darker place without her around. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, oh, what the hell is this? <laughs> Listen to this. Uh, and an upscale hotel in Scotland is being mocked for resembling the poop emoji, which it does. This uh, upscale hotel in Edinburgh is being compared to the poop emoji. It does. It looks like a giant poop emoji. What are you guys thinking? Did nobody put two and two together? I mean, even if you didn't know, I mean, there's no, uh, there's no excuse here. This is Scotland. Uh, but, you know, on top of that, if you didn't, you know, know what the poop emoji was. The building looks like a giant turd with a curly thing, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about, at the top. Its curled bronze exterior was inspired by, inspired by coiled ribbon. My ass. You guys are stupid. <laughs> Who is this architect? I think he just trolled your, I think he just trolled everybody, which is kind of brilliant. A petition has already appeared to put googly eyes on the building. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That way you don't have to feel bad about getting trolled. Just put googly eyes on it. A recently unveiled, it's cool. I mean, it's pretty looking, even though it looks like a giant turd. And it just ha happens to be like a brown colored kind of bronze. <laughs> a recently unveiled hotel in Scotland is the shape of, of, of a doo-doo. It is. Edinburgh's bronze colored ribbon hotel, which is nearing completion as part of the upscale WJ. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, the owners of the building. I mean, you guys had to approve this anyway. The financial backers and all that. The architect just didn't show up and say, hey, I got a design, and you start building the shit sight unseen. It's your fault, too. I mean, you have no right to complain. Uh, the architects behind the hotel, Jessica and Weil, say on their website that it has been designed as a, boil, a bundle of coiled ribbons. A bundle of coiled ribbons doesn't look like that. And a free-flowing and bold building. That's bold. Uh. Its curled shape has inspired an earthier reaction from locals. It has reminded people so much of the poop emoji that a petition to put emoji like eyes on it garnered more than... <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, what a way to have your legacy remembered as an architect. The, the petition using a slang term, slang for, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Should we keep going? Jeez. <laughs> they wanted to call it pit googly eyes on the jobby. I love your slang over there, Scotland. You guys curse better than any other people on the planet. If we have to take a look at it, we make sure it's entertaining. <laughs> I love this. It's so big, and you could. <laughs> it's part of the skyline now in Edinburgh. That's awesome. I mean, it's huge. You just see any picture of Edinburgh now, and you're going to see this giant turret. Come on. Nobody's that stupid. Who missed that? <laughs> A lot of people, apparently. I mean, it, this thing had to get designed. The design had to be approved. The design had to be taken to the financial backers or whatever city planners were looking at this thing. How many hands did this pass through, right, until this thing was built? Or is it one of those things where, uh, based on the schematic, you really can't, or the blueprint, you know, you can't really can't. It's maybe one of those things that... Uh, you only really notice until you see that thing in the flesh, you know? It, it, it looks like a giant turd. Speaking of giant turds, the largest turd ever, okay, forces part of a New York, of a, what? Part of a York pub to close. I almost said New York. Why? Brain. A giant turd, listen to me here, very important. <laughs> a giant turd forced a popular York pub to shut down part of the venue. While establishments in the city have reported temporary closures due to staff testing positive for COVID or being instructed to self-isolate after being alerted as a contact by the NHS test and trace system, the House of Trembling Madness has had other concerns. The Ale House, which has ven venues on Stonegate and Lindall in the city, apologized to customers via Twitter on Monday for the brief closure of its first floor at Lindell, saying they had to deal with the largest turd blockage We've ever seen. <laughs> However, the more serious issue of closures due to the NHS test and trace alerts, often without any staff going to test for positive for COVID, is continuing to plague the hospitality sector in York. But uh, yeah, apparently uh, this place here, an alehouse, was. <laughs> I, there's no like merit to this story. There's nothing to learn here. Um, reading some of the tweets. Even from the owners of the building is pretty entertaining. But yeah, uh, I mean, that that has no bearing on us being human or, you know, you're, that that just, yeah, that, that's one of the weirdest <laughs> stories I've ever read. It's not very often that I have some, yeah, that I don't have some kind of smart-ass comment. I got nothing. 
It's just a story about uh, a giant turd closing down a business. Which Okay, now jokes are coming. <laughs> now they're starting to come. Maybe my brain just had to, you know, I had to settle on it for a second. But yeah, I mean, congratulations to the turd that managed to shut down a whole building. You're like the um, you're like the Babe Ruth of turds. You're the Leif Erikson of turds. I mean, you're gonna go down, you know, you're gonna go down legend with your turd brothers and sisters. You're gonna be known as you know, like humans will probably forget you, but as far as other turds, you know, you're gonna be a thing of legend. What? How many turds have shut down buildings? I mean, you're, that's some epic shit. <laughs> Get it? Okay. Anyway. Police chase ends at McDonald's drive-thru as a woman orders food in the middle of a pursuit. <laughs> well, you know, if you're in the middle of a police chase, you got to do what you got to do. You know, every time I try to flee from authority, it, it makes me hungry. You need your energy, right? If you need to run away from police properly and make sure that you do it right, give yourself a chance to get away, you got to refuel. A police chase of a woman in a stolen truck ended at a McDonald's drive-thru after she tried to order food during the pursuit. <laughs> the chase happened around 8.45 a.m. in Worcester, Massachusetts on Tuesday. Officers got a 911 call about a stolen pickup truck in the eastern part of the city. A man that made the 911 call told officers that a woman who he said he didn't know climbed into his car and drove the fuck away. He said his pick tr uh, pickup truck had GPS so he could see its location. Coffee, give me a second. Mmm. Yeah, and I like it. I like to drink it right by the microphone on purpose. I, it just I want you to enjoy this with me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might even turn it up. <laughs> as, as officers made their way to the area of the stolen truck, they were flagged down by another driver who said their car had been hit by the truck minutes before. Okay, let's get to the meat of it. Damn. We don't need to know the whole fucking itinerary. Okay, she backed up the vehicle at a high rate of speed and struck a cruiser behind her and knocked down and dragged one of the detail officers. Okay, whatever. Damn it, get to it. It's been like three pages. We haven't even learned about the McDonald's thing yet. Oh, here we go. Gardell allegedly pulled into the drive-thru at a nearby McDonald's to try and order food, but officers found her and tried to arrest her. Officers approached her in two vehicles, but she intentionally struck one before veering off the road and getting the stolen pickup truck stuck in a pile of mulch that was on the McDonald's property. <laughs> so she did, did she get her food or not? Officers were then able to pull again a lot of the, out of the vehicle. She fought and struggled with them during the arrest. She's facing a litany of charges, including failure to stop for police, leaving the scene of an accident with personal injury, Assault and battery by means of a dangerous weapon. Malicious mischief to motor vehicle. Disturbing the peace. Want me to keep going? Disorderly conduct and use of motor vehicle without authority among... Actually, a couple other things. Uh, yeah. Now, I want to know... You know what I would do if I was if I was the, the police force there? Just uh, Just to make the story come a little full circle. You know what I mean? Just to bring things all the way back around. Get a little serendipity going here. I would have picked up her order. <laughs> and while she was sitting there in the, you know, the jail cell or being interrogated or whatever, bring her her lunch. You know, this is, <laughs> she deserves it. <laughs> That's either the craziest shit ever or uh, that lady's got some balls. 
But I mean, who could blame her? You know, when you're having a Big Mac attack, that you don't ignore that shit. You just don't. Okay, check this out. For you movie buffs out there, this is trippy. A long-lost Wizard of Oz dress found in a box at a DC school. The dress from the Wizard of Oz. A long-lost dress worn by Judy Garland in the Wizard of Oz has been found decades later in a box at a university in Washington, D.C. How the hell did it end up there? Catholic University announced its uh, news release that the dress, which was gifted to the school nearly 50 years ago, by actress Mercedes McCambridge while she was serving as the drama department's artist-in-residence, was found by drama department lecturer Matt Rippo in a box placed atop some mail slots near his desk. Well, there you go. It's the, um, remember that kind of bluey dress? Like, the dress that Dorothy wore on the farm, you know? Uh, well, I mean, she was in the the same dress the whole film. Oh, shit, you know what I'm talking about, damn it. That dress. <laughs> <laughs> probably one of the many, you know. Judy Garland didn't wear this, probably the same dress, you know, throughout the entire shooting. You often have multiple copies of the same wardrobe because movies take months to film. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, he, he had often gone searching for the dress during his free time after the hearing. He knew it was there, but the long-lost item in 2014, but he was apparently beaten to the discovery by Thomas Donahue, a now-retired drama professor who had placed the box in Ripa's office before leaving the school last year. The box must have been placed atop the mail slots by someone, causing it to evade his notice until last month. That is amazing. It's in remarkable shape. The dress is the sixth version. See, it's one of uh, many, uh, but it was worn in the film from the 1939 uh, Wizard of Oz. That's, uh, that, it's in amazing shape. That is cool. Talk about amazing shape. Judy Garland, man. She was a petite lady. That That's a... Wow. She had a figure, didn't she? Man, that's a little dress. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. Oh, very cool. I love stuff like that. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, we often cover, as you're aware, we often cover, like, extremely over... I just love these stories, and it seems to be a thing with no disclosure. Quit meowing, cat! You hear him in the background? He's meowing for his mommy. And Cassie's just ignoring the poor thing. You know? Trying to, like, you know, sleep and shit. <laughs> poor cat. But anyway, one of our running things on No Disclosure, as you've noticed, one of the things we love to talk about is insanely overdue library books. Don't ask me why. I just like that kind of thing. But I... Okay, so I found the... At least as far as No Disclosure goes, I found the record... Okay, nothing's going to beat this one. <laughs> now, we've had books that were borrowed 40 years, 80 years, whatever. All right, I found, I found king shit here. A library book was returned to British Cathedral that was 300 years overdue. Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> this took a bit to research. Like, listen, this is recent, very recent. Uh. Officials at a British Cathedral said a book that arrived in the mail recently is believed to have been checked out from the facility's library more uh, than 300 years ago. Blah. The Reverend Canon Keith Farrow, who has served as vice dean and canon missioner of Sheriff Wow, it's a title. Damn. <laughs> he said uh, a 1704 printing of The Faith and Practice of a Church of England Man arrived in the mail this week along with a note from a woman explaining its origins. Oh, wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it for us guys. Uh, I think this is the this is the record holder for sure. Nothing's gonna beat this. It has come back to us because a lady in Wales, whose godmother passed away, found it amongst her belongings. In her will was the bequest that it should be returned to the Sheriff Cathedral, Sheffield Cathedral. Wow. Inside, it's actually dated 1709, and it's beautifully written. It says, this book belongs to Ye Lending Library at Sheffield Church. Man, you know you got to bring your fucking book back when there's a note in it that uses the word ye. That that should be a sign that you've had the book a little too long, <laughs> which is Sheffield Cathedral. So this has obviously been taken out of the lending library and never returned. He said the cathedral's library had been a popular local feature until it was dismantled in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh joke. Quit. What is wrong with that cat? Oh, my God. Jeez. It's like those cartoons, those old cartoons, you know, where the cat stands on top of the fence. Remember? And they... Doesn't say shit all morning. I go to record and he goes nuts. Let him do it. You don't have to get up. Cassie, screw it. Cassie, you don't have to get up and tend to him. You can lay back down. Let him do it. Fuck it. He's going to do it anyway. I mean, what are you going to do? So his mouth shut? <laughs> he just goes ape shit. Fucking cats, man. So, yeah, I have 300-year-old library book returned. That's great. Thanks, cat. That was a good story. I was on a roll there. Maybe it'll mix out. I don't know. But if it doesn't, you know where it came from. <laughs> what? Cassie's giving me that look. What am I, why am I getting that look for? Oh, okay. Maybe it's this bright screen and dark room that's messing with me. And hearing disembodied cats when I'm trying to... T- <laughs> uh, that's one of those noises you can kind of hear in your sleep at this point. It's like, did I really just hear a cat or was it my brain? You know, was it wasabi or not? So anyway, something super cool for you. Something I liked. An unopened Super Mario 64 game. Okay, listen. Unopened copy of Super Mario 64 just sold for $1.56 million. Holy shit. An unopened copy of Nintendo Super Mario 64 has sold at auction for $1.56 million. Oh, oh, I just felt a shudder at my feet. Seriously. Eli, it's not an earthquake. Eli's not here. So I think just by reading that, I felt a disturbance in the force. I call Eli the wizard. You know why? Because if I cut him open and bleed him a little bit, and then I took his blood and looked at it under a microscope. There'll be fucking Minecraft pixels in there. That kid's all about video games. So whenever I read shit like this, I like, you know, kind of tune my ears for a disturbance in the force. He's probably over at grandpa's right now. And he sat straight up at a bed, you know, and he was like, whoa, what was that? He just like got some weird chill all these miles away. <laughs> So anyway, you guys, I mean, a lot of you probably have kids like that too, where it's like, they're not doing anything harmful or crazy, but I, I if they talk about video games one more time, they're going to be driven to Mexico and just fucking left there. <laughs> mm. uh, I need my coffee this morning, boy. 
Yeah, no open copy in Nintendo Super Mario 64 has sold for $1.56 million. That's well, wow. Heritage, uh, Heritage Auctions in Dallas said that the 1996 game sold Sunday, breaking its previous record sale for the price of a single video game. A spokesperson did not immediately respond to an inquiry about who purchased the damn thing. Super Mario 64 was the best-selling game on the N64 and the first to feature the Mario character in three dimensions. Oh, wow. (laughs) If you didn't know this, (coughs) in April, excuse me, the auction house sold an unopened copy of Super Mario Brothers. Remember that story? This is the same people. that was bought in 86 and forgotten about in a desk drawer, sold for $660,000. Now, Wow, did you hear that one? That was the mommy meow. What? <laughs> what is wrong with him? I scared him. When you coughed. Oh, when I coughed, I scared him? Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> so, here's another one. An unopened Legend of Zelda game from 1987 just sold for just sold for $870,000. Yes, $870,000. That's an 87 followed by four fucking zeros. Yeah, an unopened copy of Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda that was made in 1987 had just sold at an auction for $870,000. Heritage Auctions, again. The auction house said that it was a rare version that was created during a limited production run that took place during a few months in late 1987. Okay, listen, The Legend of Zelda, you know, we all know what The Legend of fucking Zelda is. It, it actually wrote a paragraph about what The Legend of Zelda is. In case you were, you know, a former member of one of the uncontacted Amazon tribes that decided to join society. Gee, we know what Legend of Zelda is. I swear, man, some of these places, they have to hit a certain word count. I swear. Legend of Zelda marks the beginning of one of the most important sagas in gaming. Yes, we know this. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the same auction house, too. This thing's graded at 9.0. Oh, very cool. The box does look different. It, there's something, uh, what did it say? A limited production run that took place during a few months. It's a rare version. Yeah, the box does look slightly different. You know the shield on the front cover, you know? Uh, yeah, it. I'll have to look at the original. Looks like the pictures in the shield are different. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. So, uh, <laughs> I found something really cool while I was while I was reading that article. I was kind of poking around, being like, "I want to get ready for the next one," and I found something. The Ukraine is being criticized right now for making female cadets parade in heels. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I see a bunch of army women marching around in high heels. Ukraine's defense minister is under pressure from members of the government under, over the decision to have female military cadets wear pumps with heels in an important parade. The purpose of any military parade is to demonstrate the military ability of the army. There should be no room for stereotypes and sexism. Now, I'm not being uh, sexist or stereotypical or anything like that. Hear me out. I don't have a problem with this. Granted, I think... Uh, okay, uh, Let me attack this in stages, okay? Now... Uh, yes, this can be seen as sexist and crude, and, uh, that's not cool. But examine this for a second, okay? Examine this. Really think about it before you open your fucking mouth, okay? If you are going against an army, 
men, women, whatever, and this army's marching toward your ass wearing high heels, I'm not going to fight them. (laughs) You know what I mean? If they could march that intricate in that line that they're marching in, if they're all in high heels and they're coming after your ass in pumps, I ain't ain't fucking with that army. (laughs) No way, dude. It's it. Um, I I don't know if that was the point, if what they were doing. See, fifty seven thousand women serve in that country's armed forces. They've proved their worth not in heels but with machine guns, right? Now, the defense minister um, on Saturday, he instructed officials to look into whether experimental shoes, ankle boots, according to news reports, could be worn by the female cadets instead of the pumps with heels. So I don't. Th- I I think this was a. A stupid decision on his part. I think he was being a sexist asshole. But I wanted to think of it a little bit differently. I say, (laughs) read the art of war. Mess with your opponent's head. You can uh, win a fight before you even show up. If you psych the enemy out, right? It's like, uh, who did this joke? Was it Rodney Harrington or Jeff Foxworthy? One of them country comedians. Said, uh, if someone wants to pick a fight with you, if they say, I'm going to kick your ass, take off all your clothes. Nobody wants to get in a fight with a naked guy. It's one of those things. You can win a fight if you're smart enough. I've never had to raise my fists in my life, ever. I've probably ended a lot of fights in my time because I'm fucking crazy. And that that's the thing. My grandpa told me when I was young, he's like, hey, your brother's a fighter. You're not. <laughs> so he said, you're a smart guy. You can get out of any fight you want. Just uh, before, you know, that guy starts swinging, you make him think that you're the craziest son of a bitch on the planet. Rip off your underwear and start chewing on it. I'm serious. He's like, make this guy think you are out of your mind. Take a shit on the sidewalk and start talking to it. He won't fight you. And he was right. I've had to do a few things like that in my life. Avoided a few fights. And this is kind of the same thing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'll just tell you my personal take on it. If I'm in a war and the other army is marching after my ass wearing pumps, I'm going home because that's a bad ass shit. But screw you, Ukraine. Seriously? That's not cool, man. And it, you didn't do it because of that. I thought of that shit. Okay? And don't take credit for it either. Because on the No Disclosure podcast, you could ask the Patreon or you know listeners, whoever. I charge seven million dollars per idea that I come up with that you want to take credit for. That's how this works. Okay? Just remember, I thought of it. And if if you want to say that that was your idea, Ukraine, fork it over. And I want American money, not Ukraine money, what you guys use. <laughs> Let's keep reading. Oh, yeah. Our good friend, David Berkowitz. You know, You recognize that name. You do. The son of Sam Killer, he will be eligible for parole again next year. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's going to be really good for him, considering that Son of Sam Descent into Darkness, which is available for stream right now, a documentary just came out about the guy. Yeah, he's going to get parole. There's a documentary coming about him right now called Descent into Darkness. If you have a, a fucking, if you're up for parole for anything, anything, Grand Theft Auto, and there's a documentary coming out about your ass called Descent into Darkness. I'm a, I wouldn't even show up at the parole hearing. I'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 
David Berkowitz, he ain't getting out, boy. He is not getting out. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. David, wow, the guy they got to play him looks just like him. Whoa, they matched him really well. That's creepy. Man, David Berkowitz is a very, he's a recognizable face. He's a very, he's a unique looking individual. He doesn't look like old Bob down the street. But like most serial killers, you'd probably pass him on the street and not think anything of it. But uh, he's got a unique set of features, you know. They matched him really well. Wow, almost like Zac Efron and Ted Bundy. That that was a that was a damn good match. So Berkowitz is now 67. He's still at the Shogunate Correctional Facility, although he's been eligible per, for parole every two years since 2002. Uh, he has refused to ask for his release. It's actually up to uh, uh, his uh, lack of release, which he wouldn't have gotten released anyway. I don't even know why they mentioned this. It's because he hasn't asked to be released. He wouldn't. He's not going to get released anyway. He uh, he said he's he's found God and is waiting to atone for his sins. Now I'm not going to judge him for that. If he started praying to OJC, if he found God, that's great. Good for him. That's his own personal thing. I'm just talking about the car- the, the the parole thing. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Whether he decides he wants to atone and stay in prison or not. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. David Berkowitz still alive. Still not getting parole. So what time are we at? 37. We got time for one more, okay? I was wanting to read this one. Not just because I like the thumbnail, but because it's a good story. An OnlyFans model. That's another intentional silence. I saw I, I saw the thumbnail, okay? And I was like, oh, this looks like a very interesting, introspective story that my people, you know, my listeners can learn from. This can be something enlightening. It wasn't the fact that she's not wearing any clothing. I, I'm not an animal, okay? OnlyFans model received... Now, this is cool. It actually turned out to be a cool story. OnlyFans model receives 200 camels in a bizarre marriage proposal. I often... See, we don't think about this kind of shit. If you're on OnlyFans, if you're a cam girl, whatever, there's people from all over the world watching you, right? So if Borat... You know, thinks that you're good looking in your red water panties and uh, wants to prepare the wedding sack. I mean, we don't know what kind of uh, cultures these other, you know, things have and stuff. That's, uh, yeah, it, I, you often kind of overlook that. Now, for all the people out there who dream of a magical marriage proposal, would camels be a part of that fantasy? Maybe for some of you. Some of you are freaks, and I love it. Probably not. But that's exactly what OnlyFans model Amber Sweetheart received. Despite despite being new to the platform, Sweetheart has quickly gained a fan base. Okay. So much so that she received a marriage proposal to become a uh, <clears throat> chatting only wife and was gifted with 200 camels to sweeten the deal. Where the hell would you put 200 camels? It was definitely a surprise, she said, who joined OnlyFans a month ago. We were only talking for a couple of weeks. Uh, Everything seems to happen so fast on this platform. (laughs) No kidding. Sweetheart has reportedly earned $100,000 in her first month providing tips on how to... Okay, I'm not going to go into that. (laughs) Yeah. The former yoga instructor... Okay, I... um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, she's become quite the uh, asset... 
to uh, OnlyFans. She is really bendy. <laughs> okay, I need to stop. Okay, uh, yeah, but a, a woman received a bunch of camels, uh, I guess, as a wedding thing proposal deal. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because, uh, you know, just be careful in this OnlyFans shit. <laughs> because, you know, you've got people watching you uh, from all over the world. Like I said, if Borat wants to prepare the wedding sack and come see your ass while you're trying to do a book signing at a CD store, throw the sack over your head and run off with you, it's your own damn fault. No. <laughs> I love OnlyFans. I really do. I love OnlyFans for two reasons. Number one, how legitimate they always try to make themselves like on the on ads and stuff. You know, they always try to market like uh, lately. It's been the musicians share your music with OnlyFans. Do this and all. man, no musician is going to touch OnlyFans because of its reputation, because of what people have done with it. And uh, I see one for writers. If you own a podcast, you should be on OnlyFans. No, no, I shouldn't. No, I should not. <laughs> And uh, the other reason I love OnlyFans is because all of us, collectively, men, all of us men, and ladies who like ladies, finally get to see what, you know, the hot chick in the office looks like naked without having to just wonder, you know? Now, <laughs> all it requires is a little fee and we can find out. You know what I'm talking about. That cute girl that sits like six cubicles down from you, she's got an OnlyFans account, boy. And it's only like $20. Now, you get to see it for real. Thank you, OnlyFans. For <laughs> Cassie, do I have problems? Yes. Yes? Okay. Uh, that's straight from Cassie, guys. Well, I'm going to go. That's all we got. <laughs> so uh, that's it for this week. And remember to go on Asylumate17.com for all things me and No Disclosure related. All the social media links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon account, where you can get everything from outtakes, entire bonus episodes, and early access to shows before I unleash them on the world. Speaking of Patreon, shout out to the patrons, the Conkle Homestead YouTube channel, Michelle, Donald, David. You guys keep this thing going. <coughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, uh, I love not doing edits. Thank you for... <laughs> I cut sometimes. Like when I completely lose my train of thought. So, yeah, I'm not going to cut that out, damn it, because we're done. Okay? Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Cat? I'm thinking about having lunch in a little bit. And look who I'm looking at. <laughs> He's so cute. Never mind. We'll get sandwiches. Did you know it's the faces here? No disclosure, business, business, confiscated evidence, no smoking.